0: i have a question are we allowed to like just start chatting you know just
1: about anything absolutely bro
0: no i mean like just start chatting in this i mean yeah absolutely about anything but i mean just start chatting to, like kind of like get it loosened up you know you kind of have to work up to it warm up to it
1: <sighs> dog try... <laughs> if there's anything i know it's an introduction. <laughs> I
0: mean... <laughs> not an introduction not even an introduction but like i guess yeah no nah, i'm gonna let you do your job you're right <laughs> i'm saying like just breathe that's why we're interpersonal like our own personal you know what i'm saying our own personal interaction we're like no because then it's like oh we've already been talking about this so if you press record it don't make a no difference
1: it, it doesn't make you a know? difference that's why i'm about to say welcome everybody to the word of reason podcast where we present the word of god as the reason where you can find your life today i'm here with a special guest this is the one i was teasing y'all in in the last podcast the one that i couldn't say and my best friend jessica turner welcome to the word of reason podcast
0: i love that i love that you call me your best friend i love that
1: oh my gosh! i very much meant it
0: absolutely handshake virtual handshake through the screen
1: virtual handshake (laughs) virtual handshake so um... (laughs) uh for those who do not know um actually how about you tell the story just for a little bit of like we were just talking about a little warm-up of how we actually uh how we actually came to know each other
0: oh my goodness okay where do we start so i guess where we first met was we met in um We met through Tyree, I guess, essentially, which is, like, one of our friends and a person we also, like, do some work with, do some work in the kingdom with. Mm -hmm. Um, And we met through what was formerly, well, you knew him from the TikToks. We both individually knew him from TikToks. Um, I did have my own little journey that God was taking me to to lead me to the people that I'm with now. Um, And obviously, so did you, but we intercrossed in a line, thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And we met with uh, one of the clubs that used to exist, and now we're in a different club together. Um, That's all associated with the same thing, essentially. So um, we just came into contact that way, and then you started doing editing work, and I was behind the scenes, like I usually am, doing assistant work. Um, And just, we crossed paths that way. I asked for a little work study one day. And I surprised you with some news or whatever, oh. and we just <laughs> yeah, we just could not stop chatting after that. Um so uh. came, And then I asked you to like game with me one day because I love like doing like we play Overcooked together, um, and so it was just one of those things where it was just like God was in the midst of this, and so it was going, and it's just we're being buddies. Ever since, and we've had some really, really fruitful talks. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited.
1: Dude, when I tell you, you just brought up that memory of the fact that you said that work study. That one work study led to one of the most productive conversations that I've ever had. Yeah. Like, dude, that, that wait, wasn't wait. even a work study for long.
0: No. Okay, so I don't remember exactly what we talked about inside the work study. Mm-hmm. Specifically, because I remember we were just talking about a whole bunch of stuff. But i remember it was productive we had a productive we like you were editing clips and i was doing my thing but also i remember it was like that was i think the second one was whenever we had i what i felt like the productive conversation Mm -hmm. whenever you like told me that can i say it i can say it right that's okay can i say it you can say it. okay you had told me that because you had found out that one of your friends was my my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and so you were like oh i don't really hang out with my my voice girls like i'm like and i was like what because i was like we had already been talking before the work study like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference now and i kind of was like i kind of was like you know i'm just gonna accept it you know what i'm saying just and the holy spirit was kind of like you don't accept that i was like oh oh
2: <clears> my
0: <throat> goodness and so it was one of those things i was like no you don't accept that like you need to go find out why so I just went to go be curious and I feel like that was a productive conversation. Which one were you talking about?
1: I'm talking about to be honest, like that very first initial one, which was the very first time we really spoke where you had mentioned like you had heard about the podcast and you wanted to be like, I need to meet David. Like we need to be friends.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. That so one. I've literally been, Okay. Yeah, that was the work study one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I'd really just been anticipating meeting you because I know you had like worked with um my, 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 my partner, um, and <laughs> <laughs> my, my significant other, and um, my boyfriend, I guess. And I was like, just loved the energy, loved how like he just talked about you so highly and so well. And I just like knew that your heart was for the Lord. So I was like, I gotta meet this guy because he just seemed so cool. And I saw your face, and you were so smiling and so talkative. And the more like it just unpacks about you, there's just not like the more we unpack about you, there's there's not something that there's nothing in you that's like, oh, we don't love this about you.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. That put into perspective is crazy. And for those who do not know the literal fourth episode of the, the podcast, um, you can find it both on YouTube and on Spotify and wherever it is. The link is on any description in any platform you listen to. If you go to the fourth one um, with Josiah, that is is who jess's significant other is that we are referring to so if you want to go listen to that that one was also extremely fruitful and at that time when we were talking about relationships in that podcast i had no idea i was completely oblivious like yeah
0: he those easter eggs for me he was like babe i talked about you in the podcast today and so i'm going to go listen to be like oh what are they talking about and then i'm like listening for the parts about me and then i find that the parts about me i'm not gonna i'm not, I'm not gonna lie, live cat were the most least interesting compared to what y'all are saying and so i was sitting here and i was like okay this is great joe and then what is all this for you guys on cat right here like, this is this is so like, i love the protection that you gave me and wow and so that kind of like excited i was like i need to meet david And I've kind of been, like, thinking about this, like, oh, I'm going to be on David's pod. I remember I came to you about that a couple weeks ago. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) And I was like, this has been (laughs) (laughs) mind.
1: But um, to be honest, literally what you said before is the perfect segue into what we wanted to talk about earlier. In one of the later meetings, like I said, I didn't know that Josiah was dating Jess. And... Mm -hmm. I will go ahead and transition into that area of what we were supposed to well not was supposed to, but what we wanted to talk about, which was um where the you you'll you'll see it unpacked, so I won't even give it a title'cause this is about to hit a whole a whole lot of different places, but I got the call from you, I remember because you said like you, you like you just said, I didn't like the fact that you now all of a sudden don't want to talk to me because you find out I have a boyfriend and so i'll be honest what jess is real good at doing y'all is she will find out the issue and then help you fix it in the name of jesus like i mean dude when i got that call she got to work and so she started prying and plucking my brain and I was just kind of like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, I'm here. And then one thing led to another and she ended up bringing out a revelation that I had never even considered in my entire life, which was that the reason I didn't want to be around or be alone or conversate with any, uh, girlfriends, or any woman that's in a relationship was something that was tied to my past, something that was tied to how I lived in the world. And I didn't want to be in any type of relations with women that were taken because of the things that I had done with women that were taken back when I was in the world. And once she had pried that out of my neck bone, I was flabbergasted bro I was <laughs> flabbergasted and I really want you to because you had a better perspective in like um because you're the one who presented me the perspective of don't apply worldly mm-hmm. outcomes with godly people and okay. uh if you want to elaborate on that because I feel like you have a grasp on that <laughs> more than I do
0: yeah so I would say like whenever it comes to not applying worldly outcomes to godly people um we have a specific amount of trust okay well let me back up i think the whole entire point of being a godly person is that there is god before you as a person
3: Mm.
0: so i'm trusting in god to know that he is compassionate that he's loving that he's all the characteristics that we know him to be in his word so if if that's who he is and he promises that he's within all of us once we accept him then he's changing us from the inside out. I genuinely do believe that. So it's a, it's a whole entire different level to look at a person now and say, okay, God is within you, what is going on? Um, how can I love you better knowing that God is within you? Because you're, you're no longer just looking at them, you're also looking at the Father within them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so whenever it comes to applying worldly things to God, that don't make no sense do it.
1: It sure don't, bro. It really makes no sense at all. <laughs> (laughs)
0: so it was one of those things where i was like okay coming across even not even like in between our relationship but in when i was first really learning how to have male friends because i didn't have male friends and that's why i was like really impacted by it Mm -hmm. Uh, i didn't have a lot of male friends just because of my interaction with a lot of men was very unsafe for a very long time and tyree and joe and uh, my good friend zach were some of the first real godly men that i had in my life Mm -hmm. and Now one of them is obviously my partner, but it's like Tyree, he's, you know, been a really strong um, staple in my life um, as far as interacting and becoming friends and having a totally platonic, loving, very loving, very connected relationship with my brother in Christ along with Zach. And they're two different types of people, but I would have never gotten to know them and never trusted them and never loved them. If I had, if I, if I had come out of my past and applied things that, they've haven't done or applied things that they weren't even involved in to Mm them. I took things from their past and applied it to them now because scripture says that we're new beings in Christ, that we're new creations, and Mm -hmm. that there's no condemnation for us. So if I'm believing what the word of God is saying, then I'm no longer going to be applying the things of the past to this person. I'm going to be applying what God has said about the now to them in this moment.
1: (laughs) Yep. Like I said, you definitely have a better grasp on it than I did because I didn't have that much to say. (laughs) when i tell you something did catch my ear because i i did post about what you had taught me on a tiktok video and there were a lot of people that were like oh yeah this is good insight amen amen this amen that and then there was one person that had said and i feel like it completely proved the point even further but it was the person said something around the lines of like um yeah it's not possible and and immediately flesh arose because i was just like bro did you not listen to a single word i just said but then i had to dial it back <laughs> <laughs> i had to dial it back mm-hmm. and so bro ended up saying the worst lick of evidence he said the only time that i was ever friends with a girl was when i knew that she liked me and i was like bro
0: but that's still based on all That's not not based on anything currently and if it is okay whoa. So the part of being a new creation in Christ Jesus is, is is quite literally cutting ties with the things that used to hold you back. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is, is he's quoting things from the past when he knows in his past, he was not a Christ follower to the way he is now. Or even if he's, you know, I can't assume that, but mm-hmm. hopefully he's living in a, in a manner that is pleasing and, and, and holy in a manner of God calls us to be right. And pure. Mm-hmm. So if he's quoting things that he did in his past, if I'm like, "Oh yeah, I used to date so many dudes, and that's how I know how to have a fulfilling godly relationship with Joe," that doesn't make any sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it, it, I mean, even then, whenever he said that, it didn't make any sense to me. But
1: and then they always bring up the argument of like, not the argument, but the, like the standpoint of, uh, "Well, just look at your parents; they don't have any guy best friends." If it's your mommy, your boy, I'm like, guess what? You're wrong, anyways. I'm going to say this. <laughs> my mom and my dad, I said, my mom and my dad are not teenagers who don't know the difference between a platonic relationship and someone who's trying to progressively hit on them and, and, and end up sliding in there. That's the difference. So yes, my mom has male friends. They're not the best friends because your best friend is going to be your spouse. And if your okay. best friend is not your spouse, we need to get into that counseling that we were just talking about. We need to get up and some counseling because yeah, it's just like, bro, they don't have best friends that are the opposite gender, or even best friends that are the same gender most of the time, because your best friend is going to be who you're with, and who that ring is on, and who that, cov- uh, and that covenant is sewed in with. Um, yeah. So I'll just I have more like-
0: than one L. <laughs> I mean, I have more than one best friend, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm just a friendly person, and so is Joe. So Joe has yeah. female friends outside of me, and I even ask about them. Like, I'm like, oh, what are they doing? What's going on here? Oh, how are they? I'm not assuming. Okay it would be incredibly easy to let the flesh take over and, and become come, um, jealous in a way that I'm not meant to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it would be like, oh, whoa. It, it's so easy to, like, open up that door, but yeah. it's way harder to close. And if it's way harder to close it, mm, that means I don't need to be opening it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So for me, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, It's easier to um, assume that somebody else is going to do this or to assume that someone's going to act out of their flesh, but you could just give them the chance. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And just you could open up that door because what opening up that door does. And a lot of people have talked about this and what I've been hearing more is that if you do not go on that path, if you do not open up that door to um, to what may seem hard, but you need to go through it, if you do not allow God to take you through that, you're not really going to be known as a person.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: you're not really going to form that intimacy, that connection. So if you and I had not had that conversation, if I had just kind of like cowered out, kind of been like, oh, I don't want to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Then we would have never had that conversation. There would have been no breakthrough. And so it's like, these things are so important to talk about, hey, why does this make me uncomfortable? So instead of that person saying, oh, this is impossible whenever it comes to being um, friends with females or friends with males, mm-hmm. it's like when you're the opposite sex is... I would just i would be like okay get curious like ask why because mm-hmm. it could be something that doing, or it could be something that that person was doing when you're interacting with them and no matter what it's a win-win because god is in the midst of it thank you shout out to my future father and mother-in-law for saying that Joe taught me that the other day
3: I'm hitting
0: but it, it's, a win-win. <laughs> it's a win so no matter what it's like you're gonna find something you're gonna find some growth out of it like there's even moments that i was looking back in my life and i was like Man, I was being obedient. And I'm still like, oh, win-win, because God changed it and turned that around. Now I know. Mm-hmm. I've got 4 4.8 on him. Uh, <laughs>
1: and I know what verse you're talking about because I just referenced it.
0: Uh. <laughs> but no, when it comes to like, the best friends things, I have more than one best friend. Joe has friends and like close friends and stuff like that. Joe and Lana have like a good little bond going on. You mm-hmm. and I have a good bond. And never has Joe been intimidated by the bond that we have or the bond that I have with Zach because I've never, ooh, hold up. Uh-oh. I've never put him in a position for him to compare himself to those bonds. Mm. So it's like, he has his own place in my life. There's no mix matching over There's no comparison. There's no, oh, David did this. No, that's, that's a whole different thing. Mm. That's a whole different level. So <clears throat> if that's, I mean, and that goes in accordance to what you were saying, where you were like, no, my parents have their own role for each other like they have their own place in each other's lives
1: mm-hmm.
0: so there's no comparing to that person because god has called that person to be there
1: mm-hmm. that's so one of those yeah 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 <laughs> uh, i do kind of want to reiterate because i also i'm not gonna lie though the the day that we talked about the reason why i was seemingly avoiding platonic relationships with the opposite gender I actually just talked about that with my dad for the for, like because I I remember the we had a I, I pretty much just dumped like a little bit of my backstory uh, on your neck meat like a few days ago. And mm-hmm. what I, I remember telling you, like I told my parents everything about what I was doing. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Apparently, I never went into detail with that one. So I I was just talking with my dad and I was like, oh, yeah, we're getting ready to do this podcast. It's about this, that and the other. And I'm really excited about it. And then I told him all the backstories, so I kind of want to reiterate and go over context for those who may not know. And, uh... Here we go! Y'all finna find out something about me. (laughs) Find how I used to be, not how I am now. Amen. Mm -hmm. Uh... So, back in 1987, I was in high school, senior year. Um... (laughs) And... (laughs) And I, the fact I was,
0: is it, so it came out so real. <laughs> <laughs> back in 1943 nah back in my day <laughs> back
1: in my day I was uh, I was experimenting a little bit I was I had gotten my heart broke I turned away from God I was like you know I'm gonna do what I want to do and then that that's where I refer to all the time on the podcast for those who listen uh, a lot of the time is I had my debauchery arc or my little slayer. And in that era, I was just, just doing friends with benefits thing. But to cut to the chase, I had rekindled with one girl who I knew had a little thing for me at one point, was a bit flirtatious. So I went back, started speaking with them, that da one thing led to another. And we ended up just talking more on a consistent basis. And she ended up complimenting me. I would compliment her. We would flirt. Then more flirting led to other different things. Until so one day I found out that she was doing all this stuff while having a boyfriend that lived out of the state. And I was just like, hey, bro, I must be better than him. So I kept doing it. I didn't care. I kept doing it. I got a sense of ego and pride from it. That That's really? what it was doing. Yeah, it was feeding my ego. You said what?
0: Can we break that down.
1: You want me to? Now, <laughs> <Or> no. Because
0: <laughs> I, I genuinely I like have a thought process going on in my head, mm-hmm. but I want to know. I'm going to get curious because I want to know. I don't want to like put words in your mouth. Um, why was that feeding your ego?
1: Oh, that is a very good question. So at this point in time, I had hit my air quotes glow up where the year previously, yeah, literally um, the start of 11th grade, I was short and wide. And at that point, I was like five, six and pushing 200 pounds. So I was I was stretching it. And so at that point, I was really down bad. It was COVID year two, so I didn't get any exercise. I was just at the worst physically for me. And so. I had started working out, and I, I had put more time and effort and care into how I looked, and I ended up losing a lot of weight, and I looked the best that I had ever looked in recent years hmm. because I actually started being intentional about like, look, if we're gonna lose weight, we can't just do the one ab workout at like twelve in the morning and then be like, why didn't we get a six pack from that? The conviction. Yeah. Oh wait, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 nah cause them abs and 10 minutes videos Used to be on my doggone Recommended all day Every day And so I, I put in that effort Worked at Sonic so I was definitely sweating All the time and then I lost like 40 pounds And I put on muscle too And then at this point I had gotten more eyes on me I dyed my hair yellow you know The, the black guy with the, the yellow ends And grew my hair out longer and so at that point in time the reason why i fed my ego was because i never had received uh what is it called what is the right word i'm looking for um validation from women and to get that validation from women fed my ego and i was getting something out of the exchange of this girl considers me to be so attractive that it doesn't matter whatever relationship she was building up previously i'm here now and in her eyes I look better than him so it fed my ego right and that is where it, it really it gave me a feels dr- <laughs> so weird to say but it, it gave me a drive to keep doing that friends with benefits thing because i was like <clears throat> it's make you feel masculine right
0: right. now those parts i want to break down even more because mm. you said mm, mm, i feel masculine It was feeding your ego mm-hmm. okay so Okay, let me reiterate. Okay, let me break it down like shorten up just a little bit. You said that the attention that you got, this attention that, and validation that you got from women was now feeding your ego and making you feel more masculine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That that's a whole yeah. I'm i my eyes are blinking right now. <laughs> that's, like, that's so genuine, right? It's like that's the culture right now mm-hmm. of the world. So it's like, yeah.
1: <sighs> there's I, one of them. I, that, <laughs> when there I tell them. you, when that when that came out of my mouth just then, I didn't even realize what I said was really pop culture in terms of hookup culture right now is you, to feel, ma- to air quotes, I'm not saying this, but to feel masculine, you have to have an abundance of women. We are not Solomon with 700 wives and 300 concubines. It's not it's not okay to be to be out there like that. Um, mm. We can talk about purity, it's but it's not healthy. It's There's true. no
0: way that because okay, be so for real. Because the God of the universe didn't prescribe it to you, so it's not healthy. Mm. Okay, so uh, it's it's not healthy in the manner of like. I mean, okay, okay, okay. Go with me with this thought real quick. Okay. So yesterday we talked about how okay can i okay Now i'm just gonna bring it but Mm -hmm. we talked about how the attention and the likes from the pod you had to turn them off yep because god reminded you in prayer hey don't be focused on this
3: Mm -hmm.
0: so if this type of attention and this type of i guess what can be deemed as self-gratification and lead to Mm self-idolization isn't okay in this part why would it be okay when it comes to getting your validation from other people on this world on this mm. earth like it's just not okay i i really think that um and people can get praised for a lot but we're not like meant to get glory
1: exactly we're
0: not meant to be like put up on those pedestals because not okay from the person looking up that person's eventually gonna come down
2: mm-hmm.
1: Oh, wait. Nah, marinate on that. Because what you just said, you just said a whole lot with that one. Okay, okay. (laughs) Because you just said when we glorify people, we put them on a pedestal, and then we, we give them glory, and we give them so much attention, but those people are bound to come down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that reminds me of the doggone talks I keep on having where people feel like as the body, I know we represent Christ, and it is Christ who is perfect, not us. Yeah. So we can't we can't put the blame on Christ, but I'm going go ahead. Go ahead on that. <laughs> go ahead.
0: So I guess I was just like relating that to how like as you were getting this validation and people are thinking that this is a good line of masculinity when it's not. Mm-hmm. That this is like feeding, oh, this is making me more masculine. It's like this is not making you more masculine. This is making you unhealthy. So whenever we talk about the standards of men having worse mental health issues but being less likely to talk about them this is one of those things mm-hmm. but this goes across the board it's not just a male and it's not just a male thing it's also a female thing yeah. because no matter what people find their validation in other people and god talks very deeply about how he looked upon the earth and saw no good bro mm. so if you're getting <laughs> validation from things if you're getting your validation from things that are not good in essence mm-hmm. in being in, in nature right? If they are not good in nature, do not get validation from them. Mm. And this can be so hard, especially whenever we want to talk about relationships or marriages or friendships, like, or even like what we're doing right now. Like you have me up be like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, that's like, you know, you got somebody outside the pulpit being like, amen, amen. And it's- <laughs> to feed into that and be like, oh yeah, I'm saying something good. But you're saying something good and you're doing something good not because that person is cheering you on but because the god of the universe has called you to do that thing
1: mm. because
0: the god of the universe is outside all of this and it's actually good so that's something you can actually count on
1: yo one thing that stuck with me that you just said is don't praise things that aren't good in nature and that that honestly says a lot When it comes down to praising things, depending on its nature, a lot of the times, because I was having this conversation a little bit ago with, um, I really don't want to say it, but we were just having this conversation a few days ago in which I was stressed out about this person.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, I don't even say anything.
1: I'm like, I like, why didn't you? I <laughs> ain't no context needed. You don't need. An, hey, you don't need to know the context yet. But, um, I was <laughs> uh, but i was I was having that same conversation with her, and I was just like, there are so many things and avenues that we can go down that we feel like because it pleases our flesh that we're pleasing or, or, or we're giving it praise and glory in our spirits because it seems quote good in nature and i could throw people who do crystals under the bus but i'm not doing that it's it's more like well technically i'm not gonna lie that was technically a shot right there i apologize
0: yes but we throw a lot of people under the bus
1: <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah, are, are, we throwing right?
0: them. are we throwing we can okay let's not let's take the people out of it mm-hmm. let's just do that let's just focus on the actual act. Mm-hmm. Like being like the people who do this. but well, let's focus on the act, right? Yeah. That way we're not throwing anybody because it can literally be any act because mm-hmm. there's so many people by like sinful behavior. It does not matter.
1: Yes, you are absolutely right. And yeah. it's like that glorification of essentially I forgot what the word was. Oh divination. There we go. Mm. The glorification of the process of divination is using things that were created by someone who has a good nature and twisting it and giving it praise, even though it has a horrid nature. Um, And the nature is horrid, not because um, you're doing what you want to do, but because you're doing it of a source. You're doing it from someone who has a good nature and twisting it and manipulating it um, to do something that was never intended to do and i've heard Mm -hmm. this before that witchcraft is a form of manipulation manipulation is witchcraft um and so when you do those things we know that in the bible witchcraft is one of the most wicked things you could potentially get involved with it is it opens so many doors for spirits to come through and and people feel like because they feel energies and uh, chakras and different emotions from doing that. It's not natural. It's not of good nature. It is spirits that you invite through. And that that right there just came all into my mind when you were talking about um giving praise and glory to things that aren't of good nature that don't oh, actually God. have anything to do with God or how he intended them to be.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, because <clears throat> I think whenever it comes down to it, we have to accept um i think i okay, i think whenever it comes down to it we really need to honor god before we're honoring any of these other things
2: Mm -hmm.
0: because a lot of the time and and this happens literally everywhere you can give the example of people who are more in tune with their pastors than they are with god like you can give Example, like any anywhere across the board like it doesn't even just have to be like sinful or i guess it is sinful in essence but mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be like in technically in like sinful environments where it's like oh people are practicing witchcraft right but it can also be like that idolization of another person mm-hmm. and that's dangerous yeah. and i know like what we were <laughs> that's so dangerous because <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to put it out. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this, okay? Go ahead. How many of us have been wrecked over a person that we were like, oh, God, how am I about to live along <laughs> with? you can't tell me it's not. It is. You can't I'm tell me hand. <laughs> Okay, I'm raising my hand, too. That's why it was my example. So it's like one of those things where idolization is just, is not a good pathway to be on. I remember um, one of the things Tyree always used to tell me was, he always used to tell me, okay, what's on the throne of your heart? We cannot interact with people in realness mm. and actually love all parts of them if what's on the throne of our heart is idolization for them. Because mm. you were putting them in the position where God is supposed to be. Mm. How if, if all things flow through the heart, including my interaction with someone, how am I supposed to love them godly when I'm idolizing them? And they were never meant to be idolized. I'm putting descriptions, expectations, and things to them that they one have not earned, but two, that they were never meant to fill. Like, no human being was supposed to be God. Mm. God was supposed to be God. So, we cannot, we have to have revere for who our Father is, and we have to place him on our throne of our hearts. We have to know he is good. Like, that's something we have to train. And I was reading a devotion about this. We have to train our hearts, even in the midst of um, uncertainty, to know that God is good. Um, And also we need to fight and remember that we cannot place circumstances as an idol in our heart. We cannot place uh, people as an idol in our heart. We cannot place objects as money, anything like that as an idol in our heart because you cannot source anything through idolization. You can't do it. It, it, Everything you touch will be poisoned and it will die. The only way that you can have things that will actually be abundant and life-giving is if you are interacting with the source, which is Jesus, which is God. So it's like, you can't, there's no, it's no if, and, or, but. It's no, oh, if I add this piece, I can get this. It's like, no, bro, that's Mm -hmm. not going to last. That's why I said, no matter how, no matter who they are, and you put them on a pedestal, they're going to come down. Mm -hmm. Because the foundation that you're setting them upon is unstable. And that's in anything that's in your job that's in your finances that's in the way you treat people that's in your um in your family that's in your relationships and your marriages whatever it is that's if you want to go pursue someone
2: mm.
0: if you're gonna be oh, this person's so cute blah, blah 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 and you're only focused on them and you're not focused on what God is telling you that's how you are gonna set yourself up for heartbreak that's how it happens because we idolize things we idolize those people we idolize those desires
1: Now that's where we can bring in the, <laughs> the literal season of singleness. Um, Oof. Ooh. Yeah. It yeah.
0: was a perfect <laughs> Yeah.
1: Legitimately beyond perfect. <laughs> Divine. <laughs> because, oh my gosh, myself included, when I say this, is that in this season of singleness, there are so many ups and downs in which you feel like, oh, I'm content. Oh, I desire. Oh, I'm lustful. Okay, I'm I'm good again. Okay, I want somebody. Okay, I want somebody. Okay, I want somebody. Okay, I want somebody. Okay, we're cool with being single. There were gun there are going to be fluctuations, but even in those fluctuations, like you just said, remember to keep your heart set on God in and out of those fluctuations. That's what he wants you to prep for. He doesn't want you to be like going through these seasons where it's like, because sometimes in my mind. I'll be like, "Okay, I'm in the season where I don't want no girlfriend. I don't want to be married soon. I want to just, you know, focus for a few more years on me and then we can do that, right?" right. And that, yeah, I'm focused on God. Yeah. But sometimes I'll think about it like, "Okay, um I'm I don't really I don't really want a relationship right now, and I know you really give them out whenever people don't want them. So I'm like, you kind of do the same thing for me. <laughs> if he did it for me, If I mean if he did it for them, he could do it for me. Like like no. That's that another that is another problem too, is that we subconsciously (laughs) compare our blessings to somebody else's and expect the same results.
0: Oh my goodness. We were talking about this
1: yesterday. We wait, we were. That
0: yesterday. That
1: call yesterday was beautiful.
0: Oh man well I mean can we drop a little piece in here too what we were referencing yesterday
1: man we want we could reiterate everything
0: oh okay I wasn't sure what you were gonna i didn't want to... yeah okay <laughs> um well I think we should just reference it because I want yeah I don't know I know you said you were gonna do something with it so I'm like I kind of want people to go dig and go find it
1: <clears throat> you said it's go good. do your own research because i be yelling that in the yeah, comments yeah. all the time eh, 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 eh.
0: <laughs> is crazy. Essentially, all we had said was you cannot compare people's, you can compare your blessings to other people's blessings, especially in a, no, it's covetous either way. Because if you're comparing your own stuff that God is trying to give you um, to somebody else, what God is trying to give them, it's covetous. But also, um, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's so dangerous because God has expectations. And if you think I'm lying, go look up Luke 12. That's finna, all I got to say. Read I'm
1: pulling it up right now. I already got it.
0: I'm going to give it to
1: y'all in AMP so y'all get some context. Because if you're saying we're not providing enough research, hey, I got it on your neck. Meet now. Everybody open up to <laughs> Luke chapter 12, verse 15. I'm reading this from AMP. So, again, because you, you know this, but I am reading it so that people can get understanding on it. Uh, but it says, it is about the man who had. Um, a brother who was asking to divide the inheritance with him. And Jesus said, who made me the arbitrator, or the judge over you. And then he says in verse 15, and he said to them, guard yourselves and keep free from all covetousness. Now before in covetousness, I always was thinking like, oh, don't want what somebody else has. You know, that's easy. But we were just talking about this fine line of, let me get this definition. The immoderate desire for wealth, the greedy longing to have more. For a man's life does not consist in and of, oh wait, no, no, no. For a man's life does not consist in and is not derived from possessing overflowing abundance or that which is over and above his needs. Now for this, I'm going to just reiterate that one point because it's back on my heart that a lot of the times people will get into the prosperity preachings Of everybody's gonna have a million dollars in their bank account in the next five years. The kingdom of God, Mm. every last one of y'all is finna have a million in your bank. You're never gonna see debt again. And again, (laughs) God is gonna provide abundantly, so you probably won't ever see debt again. But you're so focused on that million that you can't even receive that one hundred thousand. Amen. That one hundred and sixty thousand, that two hundred K that's finna come in your bank account every year. You're so focused on But I wanna buy a mansion in the next five years. Segway. Go ahead. Segway
0: to the culture. Well, okay, we were only supposed to be referencing David. We were only supposed to be referencing this. <laughs> it's, out, it's out now. It's out now. Because um, you were in Luke 12 already. You were already studying Luke. So the fact that this was divine echoes, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Um, But one of the things that sticks out to me is, okay, no, no context needed. One of the things that sticks out to me in Luke 12 is further is um, whenever he starts talking and he's like, uh... Okay, 45. We can start at 45. But if the servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and starts to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him, and at an hour he does not know, and he will cut him into pieces and assign him uh, a place with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. But the one who did not know and did what deserved punishment will receive a light beating from everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be expected. Mm-hmm. So you essentially touch on you're so focused on the million, you can't even properly receive the hundred thousand. You're so focused on the million, you can't even properly go and ask God, Thank you for this $100,000. How would you like me to steward it? What would you like me to do with it?
2: Mm.
0: Because it says much will be required. So you're so focused on stacking up, stacking up, stacking up. You don't even know what's required of this hundred thousand. God, what do I need to do to get this? Okay. You gave me this father. What would you like me to do with it? That should be the next question instead of God. Now it's time for the hundred meal. Like, bro. I put it God stack it up in my pocket. And God's like, no, you got to come to me. Cause one thing God isn't going to do is set you up for failure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. And 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 whenever we compare ourselves to other people, we are also taking away from what God is trying to tell us and teach us through what He's giving us specifically. Mm-hmm. So let's focus on what's in our own basket. Because <laughs> 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 it's so easy to compare, um, to be like, oh, well, this person has a boyfriend and I don't. Mm. What's what's the delay, God? Huh? Mm. And it's like, okay, are we really? we're, we're looking at it from a covetous perspective and is God requiring you and wanting you to do something else? And you're only, you're, you have that grass is greener on the other side mindset mm-hmm. and not, Hey, the grass that God has sent me, and this is what I'm walking through. Let me allow my father to lead me through this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So you're so focused on what's over there that you aren't even moving or going. You're just, you're stalling in your own place and that's dangerous too. So it's one of those he said mm.
1: <laughs> cuz I'm not going to lie we did talk about this yesterday but it's just the way you said it this time too is still sinking in like the way you said we 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 want the mill but we don't know what's required of that 100,000 and it reminded me immediately of the sermon that Tim preached at uh Transformation Church not the Jesus is a stripper one um if oh, you if you all clipped that Just best believe we not getting canceled over here. Um, Not that one. I'm talking about the one where he was talking about. uh, uh, It was it was the (laughs) it was the sermon following after that one um, where he was talking about wealth and he mentioned that I believe it was either when he was a pastor. I think it was afterwards. He had already left and he had. um, He had started the podcast and was making the money, blah, 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 and he was financially blessed, and then God told him to write a check for, like, $25,000, I think.
0: Mm, I remember Joe talking about this,
1: yeah. Yeah, and then when he wrote that check, he was like, God, how am I executive produce something I don't even know what's going on in there? And the thing right. is, is that even though he wrote that check, which was required of him at that point in time, there was much more to come after he had cut that slice out the pie, In which more was entrusted to him yeah and it's like we got to get past that part of of what is required to potentially raise us up in that what's entrusted to us because you did what was required of you it's like that person who stores up the riches you're supposed to take what you get and multiply it Uh we're not Uh supposed to take it and hoard it and bury it and then be like i'm gonna preserve it until my final breath
0: oh my goodness
1: you oh my going to good. Go ahead,
0: go ahead. So, so much in what you just said. Oh, my goodness. Um. Okay. Probably got on. Okay. We got to back up. Oh, okay. we got to back up to the much more will be expected is that God does have expectations for us, especially when we are saying, God, I would like this. God is trying to prepare you to be able to handle this, right, to be able to steward it properly so these things do not overcome you because he doesn't want us to be overcome by anything. Right. Mm. So really what you're talking about is and 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 I don't know at what age this was for Tim, but I do know that whenever Tim and Juliet got married, they was eating off the Wendy's five dollar meal like thing. Be honest with that, they were like, Look, he said he didn't even have enough money to pay for a ring. It was by the grace of God that somebody was like, Yeah, you can do monthly payments. Like he had no job, he had mm. no income. Like, he had no car. Like, she was driving around in the car. So, it was one of those things that's, like, he went through his seasons, Mm -hmm. right? That God took him through his seasons and taught him how to steward that money properly. Mm -hmm. So, whenever he got there, it wasn't a, God, I don't, why would you ask me to do this? Mm -hmm. It was a, okay, dad. Okay, dad. Whew. I don't know what I need this for. I know you got (laughs) it. Like, so, God has to put you through those where you can be completely surrendered and completely obedient to him before he's like, okay, I'm going to drop this on you, and you're going to be ready. Because some of these things are big. Like mm. God has big things for us in store. And, and if you stop comparing yourself to what other people have, you can really be grateful for what you receive. Mm. Because you receiving what's for them may not please you. and may not be what you need for your seasons to come. But you being thankful and, and looking at what you already have And also from that understanding that if God is calling you to give to someone, you having a generous heart because you're already grateful for what you have, Mm. it just opens you up to a level of peace and carefreeness like never before. And you're able to give to these people knowing that, hey, their bills are paid. Hey, they have food. Hey, they have this. Like not only are all Mm. your needs met, but you're also God is using you to help fulfill other people's needs. Mm. That's a huge blessing in and of itself. Like the God of the universe said, okay, I want you to give him this amount of money. Oh, I want you to give him this amount of food. Oh, I want you to let him stay at your house for this long. Yeah. And it's like really God is allowing you to be a part of their journey where he's changing their whole life. Hmm. So we have to be thankful for what we already have. There's no other option. And also it makes us much more productive.
3: Yes. Because we're
0: not distracted. We're not distracted. If we're focused on where God is trying to take us as individuals and not where he's trying to take Sue, Sally and Jim, <laughs> we're, focused on, we're focused on what we already have. We're like more in tune to where he's moving, what he's calling us to do, what details he wants done and how to execute it properly instead of worrying about what's going on over there. And And I will say that there's been times where God was taking me on a path and because I wasn't paying attention to the level that he wanted me to, he had to go back and start the lesson over. Mm-hmm. So, whenever we ask ourselves, okay, am I really giving God the attention that he desires? Am I really giving putting him at the head of each part of my life? That's a genuine reflection question that I ask myself every single day. And sometimes the answer is no, and that's okay. Let's move forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those. Yeah. And I want to go back <laughs> to the point. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those. um, i was uh i just want to insert this part real quick going back on the fact that people tend to focus on other people's blessings and then expect it one before i say this remember that god does everything differently it may look a little bit similar but nothing he does is exactly the same every single time in every one of us so when i say that i was i was looking at apartments and eventually got to the point where he said look at what you want and stop basing it off of your finances for what you feel is comfortable and i was like okie dokie so i started looking at the two bedrooms you know because i wanted a room for my setup and so i started looking at them rooms man them 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 apartments was ranging from like 1700 to 2500 and i was like okay and god can afford that amen so what i had been doing was subconsciously for what other people have now that make enough there are some people who are let's say right 26 years old 28 years old who would look at that number and be like and i spend that on shoes so we can buy that apartment and then i would be like i would compare what age they had received their blessing and be like okay at 19 years old i may not have that much money to be able to do such Cause I would compare when they received their blessing to where I am now and be like, okay, well, since I'm 18 and they're 28 and they have that money, there's, there's no way I can get that type of money by the age I'm 20. And since who?
0: Yep. Can I add something? Go ahead. I used to do the same thing whenever it came to finding a husband.
1: Mm. Ooh.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is. Thing. This is a common. I'm gonna say this. This is such a common thing. And honestly, it shouldn't be a common thing. So we're gonna expose it right now, Go right? We're gonna, we're gonna offer up something. Um when I was younger, I remember being at the age, ripe age of four, praying for <laughs> praying, praying for Prince Charming, being like, I wanted to be like this, and I wanted to smile like this, and I wanted to be like this. And then I was like as i got older my pa my mom got married at 18. my sister got married i think twenty twenty one. already had kids so i'm like yo god up uh, i gotta i got things to do when is when is the man coming mm-hmm. i literally used to walk around like that like i when i would walk around mad entitled because marriage is not promised to everyone <laughs> yeah but two, <laughs> but two i kind of walked around like like i was comparing myself so if my friends had boyfriends at 15 and 16 and 17, I would put myself out there to receive attention and to receive quite literally anything, add another mm-hmm. level to it, um, just to make sure that my desire to have a husband or desire to have to fulfill that loneliness that I was feeling, putting quotation on it because it was never supposed to be there, mm-hmm. um, to feel that, to try to fill up that hole and try to satisfy essentially my flesh um i would i would do all of that and and completely negate and negate my trust in god so it really was hurting being hurt like that over and over and over again and being disappointed like that even though i was setting my own self up for the disappointment really hurt my relationship with god Mm -hmm. and it also made me compare what it didn't make me i never i never compared joe to what other people have for one. Thank you, yeah. Jesus, for that. But God could not, I'm so thankful that God did not give me Joe before now, because I don't think I would have been able to really appreciate him to the magnitude God desires me to. Like, I don't think I would have been able to sit up here and be like, I'm sorry, I got an attitude with you. Like, I think, oh, Jessica would have been like, yeah, and so what?
1: I want to add and so- in just this teeny bit, and then you got it anybody listening comparison is going to kill and steal your joy
0: oh my gosh
1: please stop comparing yourself and or your significant other to things you've had in the past or things you want it is a process whatever process you're in it's a process doesn't matter if you're lifting up a couch and you saw how easy it was when the two heavy black lifters were lifting the couch it is a process get stronger bro i'm kidding That's not what i'm saying but dude (laughs) stop comparing yourselves to others Wanting what others have. Whatever you're mm-hmm. going through, it is a different process than their own. So, just wanted to add that tidbit in there.
0: Oh, but that tidbit was absolutely. Thank you so much, because that really just mm-hmm. clarified uh, really what I was about to say
3: mm-hmm.
0: was whenever you talked about comparing your blessings and time, I see that same thing and time. And so, whenever we do that, we take away, <sighs> when we do that, we distract ourselves from what God is wanting us to learn now. So if we're constantly focused on, and this is why sometimes God does not tell us what we are going to receive and when and how and where, he doesn't tell us all that. Because why are you ruining the fun? Ooh. <laughs> but also, oh. but also we're distracted from what we're supposed to be learning in this current season. We are supposed to feel things. God has a plan for our growth. He has a plan for the way we do things. So if you're messing up and failing or making mistakes here, God wants to go back and pay specific, detailed attention to those things. So that way you don't have to carry them into your marriage. You don't have to carry them into your future finances when you do get the million dollars. Mm. You don't have to carry those things. Like God's handling all those things in the season that you're in now.
1: Yes. That part. (laughs)
0: that's all I was gonna say on it was like that part of the comparison was just like okay how how deadly is this like if we really put it into terms how how obstructive can this be
1: it's like putting in a completely opaque black wall right in front of somebody's face while they have sunglasses on Um, (laughs) it's gonna be looking like you're staring right into a black hole like why I was Like, legitimately comparing yourself in, now I want to talk to everybody at this point.
2: Hmm.
1: People who will compare their looks, do not do that. Like I just said earlier, God does not do everything the same. So, do not compare your, your looks or your physique or how you are to how somebody else has it because even though this may not be the most uplifting thing, they may hate something completely else that you have. So while you're so busy comparing and looking at, oh, well this person has this nose and that person has that eyes and they have this waistline and they have those thighs and they have that back. It's just like, bro, first and foremost, bodies change over time. They fluctuate. Mm -hmm. You can work on them things really work on your heart because that's the one thing that's going to stay rotten and stay moldy unless you fix what's going on in there mm-hmm. that that the heart posture Ooh, that reminds me i re- i don't remember what verse it was but it was just discussed real recently the verse that only man looketh on the things of the outside but god is a reader of the heart god looks at your heart so while you're so busy comparing on the outside, or oh, I gotta look this certain way to get my man, or oh, I gotta get washboard abs to seduce this lady. First of all, let's not be trying to seduce nobody with our physiques. <laughs> we are not trying to be, we're not trying to be lust machines, all right? Been there, tried that. It's not fun. It's not as fun as you think. And it 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 goes away with time. So I seriously, seriously, seriously encourage you. Don't get so caught up in the spirit. Do not let that spirit harass you, because I guarantee you, you won't even see the beauty you already have on your outside and how much even more beautiful you are on the inside, especially yeah. as a man or woman of Christ.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I have a specific thing. Um, well, one, this is specifically for you, David. Ooh. Is that I well, OK. I often tell David that he's a very nice looking gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's very handsome. David is gorgeous. Let's give so for real. <laughs> gorgeous, Like you can't, like definitely has been molded by the Lord above, right? He's just a gorgeous individual quite literally inside and out.
3: Thank you. Um,
0: and I remember we were going through the pictures, old pictures of you. And all that comes up to my heart right now is like, oh, I wish I could go back to little David and tell him that he was handsome too. Mm. Like right. no, like yeah. yeah, like you're gorgeous. And I don't mean that in a sense of, and I'm not a liar, so if somebody's not gorgeous on the inside, it shows. Yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh, okay. <laughs> when i tell somebody when I tell somebody you're gorgeous. I mean, like, and and my feelings have always been these big feelings, and and I have a friend Tyree who's like, yo, I think your feelings are attached to the father above, and I was like, really? i think so too um (laughs) when i tell somebody they're gorgeous it's like no you're gorgeous and so i really want people to hug themselves and to love on themselves um because we're talking about specifically in the realms of um seasons of singleness that you cannot do comparison um that you cannot lust after other people's blessings and you cannot you need to understand that what god is entrusting you with Um, he expects things from you, so you need to go to him and go to the source and get realigned and make sure your heart posture matches with the king above. But also, you need to learn how to love yourself, Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: if you don't love yourself, no one else will be able to love you in a manner that you were Mm designed.
1: Actually, I was. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was I was editing this video for Tyree and the the video was love yourself first and that one stuck with me so hard because of the simple verse that we all know that that usually is used against christians because you know most hateful loving group out there
3: um yeah shots
1: fired y'all see it in this podcast that came before this one bro yeah i'm throwing shots at the body um in love (laughs) uh but uh The thing is, is the verse that says "Love your neighbor as you love yourself." Tyree said, "We don't ever read the last part. We're so focused on loving somebody else, but we can't give the love that we don't have in our hearts." Before that, and oh, that right there. When I was editing, my jaw hit the desk. Yeah, I was was going to say, Yeah, I was like, I never even thought about the fact that it's supposed to be love your neighbor as you love yourself not love your neighbor and love yourself as you love yourself so if you don't even love yourself you can't treat your neighbor with respect like that because you don't love yourself and have a respect for yourself and boom i'm throwing it right at your neck meet those people who are single doggone it you cannot display a love for another if you do not have that love for yourself
0: oh my gosh
1: yep right at the neck bone
0: oh my gosh okay we're talking about season of singleness so we can reflect, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The biggest part of me really uh coming in. Okay, no, I'm just gonna tell it for what it is. When I first, when it was first coming around, it was like, okay, Joe's Joe's my covenant spouse. And I was like, uh one of the first things I did was take the stronghold to God that was keeping me from really accepting and loving myself and also allowing that man to love me. Mm. Oh, like yeah. that was the first thing I did. And I remember I told you that because mm-hmm. it was like, he was like, Hey, I think I see you as wifely. And I was like, this is what I've been praying for. <laughs> okay. Wait. And I have no clue how to receive this because mm. I haven't been loving myself. I'm being given something and I have no clue how to receive it. So I immediately got down my knees, started started speaking that language <laughs> to my father. and I was like, God, I want this stronghold gone because if this is who you have for me, I want myself to be as clear and as open as possible to receive what you have for me. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I did. and it's it's not one of those things that the enemy is going to try to rebuild those strongholds, right? Any strongholds that you bring to God, and you're like break this down. He's going to try to rebuild them. That does not matter. Pooh, boo, boo, poo, poo, shoot him out the room. He don't belong here. This is- he was not invited. He is not on the guest list. Uh, clearly, so clearly. Um, but no, and I will say, he's going to no matter what try to rebuild those things because he knows that they're sensitive, and he knows that he can try to hit you there. And you already placed them in Father, in the Father above, so he has no authority over them god has already given you he's made you the champion of this area mm-hmm. so once you have that bro you take those things to god and he's in the god of the universe who's never loses has made you the champion over this that thing does not stand nearly as much of a chance when it comes to another person being added to you mm-hmm. and now you don't just have your own strongholds. You have theirs, too.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and before we even go in that direction, I want to add this on as well to what you were just talking about. And now I want to talk to both the brothers and the sisters who are single and have dealt with the issues of lust and pornography, masturbating and all that. Um, and I'll, I'll be the one to say it that me and Jess have both dealt with that. Absolutely. And so when we speak from this, we don't speak from this is like, um, I'm a better person than you get it. Right. No, I'm approaching this thing with great. I know the struggle. We know the struggle. Um, Cause you gotta, it's like pulling yourself out of tar, but then once you're out the tar, it feels like you're immediately clean. Like it feels Mm -hmm. so awesome. And you still got to keep that defense up. Um, Mm -hmm. so I want to really apply it to this a lot of the times, I heard this amazingly put, and it almost made me cry. Um, And it's not even really pertaining to me, but it would have at that point in time, is that the same person dealing with the issue of pornography is the same one also crying out for a husband and or a wife to take this burden of lust that is constantly arising in them.
2: But the thing is,
1: but the thing is, is that how is God going to let you love his son or his daughter when you do not love yourself enough to stop destroying his temple if God says if we're gonna look in the Bible it says that being sexually immoral is a sin against the body and our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the word also says that he who destroys the temple of God will be destroyed so that can lead down a whole other path of going that direction. But to keep it right on the topic, we cannot ask God to give us a husband or wife when we're still dealing with the issues of lust so that we can, like you just said, put that burden on them. We couldn't. We can't do that. Right. And it's his, it's his daughter and or his son. Like, what, would you give your daughter away to someone that you know is going to defile them in their body?
0: Mm. yeah yeah i think that makes it i think we when we apply it that lens we make um god or not make we know god to be way more compassionate than we think he is because a lot of the times the trick of the enemy is is that god is keeping something from us Mm. so it's like god i want a husband oh you're not letting me have one you're keeping one from me so i'm Mm. gonna go find one myself and a lot of people get hurt many times over by doing that. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not that God is keeping something from you. It's that he's saving it for you to receive it in the time that he knows that you will best receive it. Now, now that you have that piece of knowledge, don't sit there and just be like, "Oh, I'm never going to get my husband. Never going to get my wife." No, go ask God, "What type of wife?" No, before you even ask him what type of wife, mm-hmm. go ask him what type of daughter For you, my king, shall I be?
3: Hmm.
0: How can I be a better servant unto my God? Male or female perspective. Hmm. Because you cannot serve in your household if you do not know how to serve in the kingdom of God properly. You can't be a good mom or a good wife if you do not know how to serve the Father in heaven. Because... I'm going to I'm gonna be a wife. I'm going to be a mom. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for those things. I praise you so much. And whenever it comes to the real groom coming back, that's who I'm the bride for. And I remember I wrote this down. I wrote this down in my notes, actually, because I knew it would come. Up. The Holy Spirit literally was like, write this down. God, <laughs> ah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. That's why I was like, this literally, he just reminded me. So let me get it up. Let me get it up. Let me get it up. So I literally wrote notes for the pod. And oh it was a... Uh, what's up?
1: <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, you're good. for the pod. And my friend had told me, I was like asking, I was like, oh, how do I know if this person is supposed to be my covenant spouse, girl? Like, Let me know. And she was a prophet and she had given me um, a word from the Lord. And she said that your focus should not be your desire. Like your if if to know that if God desired this person to be your covenant spouse, your focus shouldn't be on how God is giving you someone That you're like, I can go plan a wedding with, and now we can have sex, and we can do this, Mm -hmm. and I can be out of sin now, and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're you're focused on the wrong thing. You're supposed to be focused on how God is is giving you someone who's a physical representation of him in your life and his love for you. Mm -hmm. So, no matter what, these things are never revolved around ourselves. No no part of love is directly revolving around ourselves. We're supposed to love ourselves, and love is sacrificial.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So it's one of those things where it's like even, even whenever we talk about the pornography and the lust and the masturbation, your perspective was you're defiling the temple. I have another perspective, which is that this body was not meant for just you. So you are defiling a home that God is preparing for someone else to enter into.
1: Yes. Mm.
0: You're messing it up. You're the, crib. the crib don't look too nice. So in order for... <laughs> In order for the crib to look the best, we have to go to the crib maker.
1: Mm. Mm. Dog. That reminds me of this verse. I've been trying to find it. Um, Is that what you were going to say? No, 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 no. Um, It was in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 where it's talking about where Paul advises to those who are single I believe it is. Where is it? 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 Where is it?
0: Uh, uh, I. This is the start of it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this was the. Oh no, I'm not about to read it. I was supposed to go look oh, it up. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> I we're was... talking about like singleness before we get to like preparation for marriage or anything like that. We're kind of like in those steps. And the scripture that you're about to bring up, the Holy Spirit had already whispered to me earlier, mm-hmm. and. This was the start of it. Like, I remember having, like, a three-hour conversation with my friend, and I was like, do we even need to have sex? Mm. If that's the only reason that I'm getting married, then I don't need to be married. That was, like, the first revelation that God had given me about that. Dang. So, this was the start of it.
1: <laughs> Let's see, because I got to pull this verse up. Um, I'm going finna, to I'm finna go ahead and Google this one. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 34 an unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the lord's affairs her aim is devoted to the lord in both body and in spirit so with this it is talking about an unmarried woman or virgin who is concerned um or no no no, it's talking about like if you want to marry you would not be bad in doing so and when you get married be ready uh, to endure some some things that you will not have to deal with if you were to remain single but what it says here is that as being single in both man and or woman you are concerned only with your relationship or you're supposed to be only concerned with your relationship with god and you It's not saying be concerned about the affairs of being married. It says is concerned about the Lord's affair. The aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body. What body and spirit. So before you can move on to that stage, you must give your body who, Mm. like you just said is belonging not to yourself, But to another, completely Mm -hmm. to the Lord before He can offer you that. You cannot just jump from one thing straight up in this other thing. No, (laughs) you gotta devote your life, your body, and your spirit to the Lord before He can give what's yours. No, 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 not not what's yours to Him, but before He can bring what's yours, your. Mm -hmm husband, your wife. Keep that in mind. So in this season of singleness, pursuit after the Lord is key. That is what Paul is saying here. Pursuit Mm -hmm. after the Lord should be main priority. It is not subconsciously thinking about once I get done with this doggone era, now I am getting now I get to have a wife. That's why a lot of the times now I'm thinking about it, when people are single and they stop caring about wanting to be with someone because they're so adept with their relationship with the Lord. It's because they only can, they were only worried about the affairs with them and the Lord, their relationship. So yeah, to be honest, he'll probably move that person in after you devote mm-hmm. your life and your body unto him completely.
0: Yeah. He can't, uh, if you're not willingly giving yourself over to him, he can't do anything with you. Mm. So that's why it's like, okay, you receive the Holy Spirit after you've accepted Christ Jesus. You can't put himself in you if you do not receive him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I guess with this one, now, with 1 Corinthians 7, most people stop at a <clears throat> verse
1: 1, <laughs> verse 2. <laughs> Let's see that one. Most uh...
0: people pull it up, okay, and they're like, oh, it is good for men not to have sexual relationship with a woman. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or they stop at verse 3. Sorry, a husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise a wife to her husband. Mm-hmm. And a wife does not, they stop. They go on. They go on to all these different things, but they skip the part where Paul goes, I wish that all people were as I am. Yep. But each has his own gift from God. Hold up. That's back to Luke 12. And one person has this, gift, another has that. So he's literally saying, okay, some of y'all going to get married. I wish that y'all are like me, completely, wholly devoted to God. And I understand that God has blessed y'all with marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's like one person, he literally says, but each has his own gift from God. One person has this gift, another has that. And he's talking about marriage, mm-hmm. specifically in this part. And then it talks about the unmarried. That was the part, that was the part for the marriage. It was like, this was his concession. He was like, hey, yo, uh, if I wish y'all were all like me and y'all stayed unmarried, right because we know that because i think people have this misconception about marriage that marriage is just for the pleasure of man but marriage is the glory for the glory of god is a representation of the the groom the og jesus coming back for his bride and the way and the love and the redemption and all those things it is all completely for god's love for us that is what the physical representation was there we go so whenever he's talking about this he's saying yes marriage is a gift and i'm sure paul knew some things <laughs> Paul did some things about marriage. Okay? He was like, "Look, I'm not jealous. I'm not like he's like I wish I would stay as I am." Mm-hmm. And I, when I read that, it was ooh, cuz I'm sitting here like, "Why does Paul wish that we were like him?" And I was like, "Oh, maybe you know, Paul, he kind of misses it, you know what I'm saying? He kind of wants everybody to be single." Mm-hmm. No. Then I started realizing, I started looking like at different people's marriages, not in the form of comparison, but just stopped looking at them. I started looking at them neutrally instead of this is something I'm lusting after. Mm-hmm. And I really started to ask God, what is marriage? What does marriage look like? What is it supposed to look like? Yeah, I'm still asking that question because mm-hmm. I'm still understanding. But I think the biggest part of it is that marriage has a use. It's not just for something that's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this. And it just is here and it's supposed to stall. God has an intention for marriage, especially in the body of Christ. hmm so he's going to utilize that union for something bigger. And so I guess I guess that's a part of it. And even if you go down, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You need a second?
1: No, I, yeah, I was just recuperating from that. Because when you brought that point up, I was just kind of like, dang, bro. <laughs> it's the fact that marriage is for a bigger purpose. It's not just about you. People, People don't want to. See, people don't want to accept the fact that... And I'm not going to lie, I am people when I say this. um, Oh, I was... Yeah, because I literally was just people a little bit ago when I was complaining, like, I don't want to go through marriage no more. I'm done. I don't (laughs) want to do it. (laughs) Man, I'm telling you, I was was almost shedding tears on that phone, dude. I I was scared. But, like, I... And, and the reason, not the sole reason, but a reason that I really wanted you on here was because of the way that you explain it and the fact that relationships and marriage, it gets tougher. It's not just a, I get this, now it's rest mode. No, you get this, now it's time to lock in, bro.
0: Oh man, it's, you're, you're, you're like, you're bumping that mug into third gear. Zoom. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> and hey, I'm bro. Not even there, right. Like I'm not even there yet. Like, let's be so for real. Like Joe and I have only been together. We're hitting our four months, mm-hmm. but we know where God is walking us. So it's like, we look at around like, all right, Lord, <clears throat> on your terms, on your terms. But like I- we like,
3: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> but even now it's like the things, and and I mean this because we, we take, the season of singleness for granted. Sure do. Now, Jackie Hill Perry, she talked about it. She said, I feel like, you know, y'all can go anywhere y'all want to go. Have private time with the Lord. You ain't got no kids running in with you. you. Ain't got a husband being like, hey, when's this about to be done? Like you you don't have that stuff. So you ain't got nobody sleeping in your bed 24. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about how God, in your midst of season of singleness, is preparing you for the things that you are going to face in marriage by you. And, and, and Tim Ross builds onto this perspective whenever it's like one of his courses or something like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's essentially saying that as you're walking down the aisle, things and being led to your husband, mind you, not finding him being led to your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Things are being pulled off of you or being killed off of you. So that way you do not have to face those things and deal with them and unpack that, that bombastic <laughs> suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> marriage man like it, it's it's one thing to like there's things that you and your partner are going to have to go through because god has equipped them to go through them with you and if you could take them to the father now in your season of singleness and handle them now and find get authority over those things now promise you they're probably going to be way easy to deal with it
1: Ooh, something just came to mind for my fellas because I, I see so much of this about my fellas bruh We have got to stop wanting to be married so bad when we're not ready to take the position of a husband and or father. Are you ready for the responsibility that is going to be put on your shoulders when you become a husband? You are supposed to be the leader. You're supposed to lead your wife not into danger, not into the hands of the enemy. You are supposed to be the backbone and you are supposed to lead your family in Christ. So please before you fantasize romanticize yes. a relationship <laughs> before you romanticize a relationship are you ready to be a husband to your wife? Are you ready to be a father to your children? And I speak of these things in my season of singleness. All right? Mm-hmm. I, I say this because that also seeing it from my father and hearing it both from you and and hearing it from other different trusted sources around me, being a father yeah. and being a husband requires a lot. Yeah. And being a wife and being a mother requires a whole lot. Right. So can we go to
0: Ephesians five? Is it Ephesians on. five or six?
1: Uh, Let's go to Ephesians. We'll go to five because five comes before six.
0: (laughs) Well, if we go down to wives and husbands, like I said, Mm -hmm. most people stop at 22. (laughs) (laughs) Most people stop at 22, Mm -hmm. but I want to specifically go to 33 and where he sums it up he says to sum it up each of you is to love his wife as himself and the wife is to respect her husband
1: that's okay. a big ask okay i'm not going to lie though i'm mm-hmm. reading out of this amp bible that my mom bought for my dad i'm guessing many many years ago tell me why that is the only thing circled verse 33 in this bible
0: wow ooh 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 ooh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> ooh. It's sealed noises. Oh, oh, no, was kidding.
1: <laughs> you sound like a zoo. Oh my gosh.
0: You understand why David and I are besties, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's a big ask. Oh, well, 32 before. Excuse mm-hmm. me. This mystery is profound, but I am talking about Christ in the church. Bingo. So remember how we can flash back, boop, go back. Ooh. Um, where it was marriage is for the glory of God, and it is supposed to be representative of Well, I got it in my notes. I got it in my notes. Oh, those my other my notes. Okay, we don't got it in our notes right now. That's okay, okay. We're gonna find that out later. But essentially it was just it was just some notes that I had taken that was saying like the the purpose of marriage is a representative of of God's love for his people. And God's marriage to the church. So it says to, to one of each of what to sum it up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself. Mm-hmm. So love your neighbor as you love yourself. These things are all kind of colluding for me and colliding in the sense of that God had to love us like himself. Oh. He loved the body of himself. In that we, as the bride, are supposed to respect our groom God. Oh.
1: <laughs> I never thought about it like that.
0: So whenever that one's circled, it's whenever you talk about it being a big ask, right? Those are the requirements. That's what God's asking you to step into. That's what, that's what he's... And whenever yeah. you... Any, I mean this from now and forevermore, in marriage, out of marriage, whatever it is, season singleness, I don't know. Hmm. Remember this. Remember that marriage is not just for something to look at, but it is actually, and and I'm saying this because I literally, I had, I had a friend call me on some heavy stuff and was like, Jessica, you're laughing, but this is like the utmost top covenant that God has given us. And I laugh when I get uncomfortable. But it was one of those things where it's like, you can't run from this. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, if we are truly desiring this, let's understand what we're truly desiring. Because God does put desires upon our heart. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: I want to separate what a desire is versus lusting after something. Because if you have a desire for something, right, like the desire to have sex isn't bad. Now, if that desire becomes idolized, Mm -hmm. then you're lusting and you're going to go try to fulfill it and that's bad. The desire to have a husband or a wife is not a bad thing. I've most likely put that desire in you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But if that becomes your whole entire point of view, then it's bad. And it comes back to the idolization.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you have a desire to have money or a desire to be financially well, I don't think that's a bad thing. But if that becomes your whole entire point of view, yeah, that's a bad thing. See, it never starts out as bad, but then it gets twisted into something that is not good, and that goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning. Dang, so it all full circles around. Where it's like these are key, <laughs> these are genuinely key points, a key a key foundation of what we need to have as God's people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: These are like things that are like foundational. When it comes to our belief. I'm
1: trying to recover from whatever illness is trying to strike me right now. Oh uh. <laughs> 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 my like, bro, stop sniffling. Uh. Are you wait, be
0: honest, are you crying?
1: No, not yet.
0: Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, not laughing at the fact, because if you are crying, I think you're very brave, and I'd love you for
1: it. Oh, I'm a crier. I just gotta find some good reasons to cry.
0: I love that about you.
1: <laughs> I love
0: that you're, bro. Yeah, that's ooh. And the- so-
1: ooh. I want to talk about men. I want to talk about men being vulnerable too. Ooh. And This also this 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 correlates to y'all boneheads. Like- and <laughs> 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 I call y'all no boneheads.
0: Uh. i mean we were just we were talking about what an hour ago i guess we were talking about (laughs) masculinity and how i mean because i mean the the topic what they call it right now is what toxic masculinity and it's like for worldly gain. but if we talk about what isn't what is worldly masculinity versus godly masculinity those are two different things so i would love to hear your perspective on it
1: i'm just gonna say this because it just came to mind if jesus sat there and cried What makes you feel you can't do the same? And he cried before people. If Jesus, the son of God, cried before, wept.
0: (laughs) It was one line. It was one line. It says, Jesus wept.
1: Like, come on, bruh. And he was (laughs) deeply saddened by the death of his friend. Got there, saw him. Jesus wept. Come on. Everybody want to quote the verse. But let's look at it in the the individual man-by-man standpoint because everybody want to be like, I can't cry in front of my children. I can't cry in front of my wife. I can't cry at all. Look, we were just talking about this me and you before. When I bottled up everything and felt that I had to be masculine and even getting my masculine boost of ego from uh, toying around with a bunch of different girls at that time, I it, it it just did nothing but bring in more problems to push me to want to cry. And when I finally broke down, that felt like legit, it felt like I stopped sinning at that point.
0: Oof. Wow.
1: And Let it out. It was like, bruh. And to do it in front of my mother and my father on Oof. my 18th birthday, which was supposed to be fun, but ended up being one of the worst days. Of my life. Other than being shot at. But that is a story time for another day.
3: Not bring it up
1: like I forgot about it. Because I because like the thing is, is. I remembered it. And I'm like dang. I really got shot at. Hey. <laughs> what <laughs> kind of beef they had with me that night. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just got broken up with at that point. I'm like why are you shooting at me. Go find somebody else to do it. Get somebody else to do it. Don't worry about me.
0: I'm going to break your heart and I'm going to take you at the game.
1: I'm saying like, That's bro, it. like, hey, bro, I already got enough on my plate. Don't take the plate from me. Still kill, and destroy
0: on a different level. Praise, <laughs> God. <laughs> Praise God that you got out of there, man. Cause, okay, we're laughing about it, but when I asked you, I said, oh, did you? I like, that was a genuine question. It's was like, oh, you would go to heaven <laughs> after that? And you were like, bro, no, I wouldn't have. And I was like, oh, God saved your life. Like, eternal life.
1: I'm saying, bro. Like, oh my gosh. But I, I do say that to say. Why is Bruno acting up? He be, he be only acting up on the podcast. Like, you are not getting screen time, bro.
0: Okay, but look, listen to his syllables. Hold on. Praise. And there you go. Uh. Stop it! Every time you keep
1: saying that, that dog is not talking about nothing, bro. No,
0: you know he's talking. He, you know he's talking about the Lord.
1: He's yelling at the door.
0: It, uh, there must be some, you know, angels out there or something. I don't know.
1: I hope so. So they can go and collect them up. why <laughs> you
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fun fact. My dog does not like my boyfriend whatsoever. And it's so <laughs> funny. It's so funny. I don't know what it is with men and animals. I don't really know a lot of men who are like, a
2: bushy, 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 bushy,
0: Women are, but I don't know a lot of men who are like that. And so I just, like, Joe wants that dog to like him so bad, like feeds him whole strips of bacon if he could. And that dog is like, we'll take that bacon and run from him. Uh, you can
1: see you can see his villain <laughs> air. I can see his <laughs> smile fading into just straight anger.
0: <laughs> you can see it building. I'm like, all right, babe, hold on, hold
1: on. <laughs> He's finna make some hot dogs, boy. I'm finna tell you. Cook him up. He is a sausage shape. So
0: (coughs) anyways, you were talking about how you
1: You had to say that when I drank some water and it legit almost just squirted out my nose. (laughs) I'm so serious. I can sniff the water back up my nostril, but it got blocked by mucus. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) one nostril at a time, quite literally.
1: Specifically, the right nostril, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, <laughs> the right one. Um, <laughs> but uh, Whoa, you, you felt so much better once you had let it out and confessed to your mom and dad.
1: Yes, bro. James oh. 5
0: 16. Oh, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. It was, it's, it's never about for you to have be judged or anything and confession is not bad you don't have to just confess bad things mm-hmm. you can confess your thoughts you can confess your almost thoughts you can confess good things like oh i gotta tell you something else I, like, oh, I gotta tell you something and i was like oh this really good thing happened that's confessing right we mm-hmm. confess all the time and so essentially we should be confessing to god all the time because even though he was there with us we can still go back and be like god guess what happened that's gonna build up your intimacy with him mm-hmm. and so not only are you being healed Whenever you come, you when know, you're being prayed for one another, so that you you can let people know, hey, I need prayer in this area. Hey, I need prayer for this. Hey, I need prayer for this, and so they're able to actually go in one accord and pray for each other. But also, so you can be healed because healing comes through community. Yeah. And this is another part of this, right? Is confession because confession is such a big oh my gosh, excuse you... oh oh, me, I'm not gonna... functioning. <laughs> confession is such a big part. Of marriage and, and of servitude of anything, anything at all. Mm-hmm. Confession is such a part of it and so is community. Um, So so it's, it's just you have to have that healing. You deserve that healing. I want to say that you deserve, God has already paid for it. Mm. He's already swiped his call. He's already said, okay, come in, schedule you your appointment with the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line. You ain't got to have no insurance. You ain't got to pay nothing. Just come in and get healed. Mm. That's what he wants for you. That's what he desires for you, and so whenever you said that you went to your parents and you just let it all out, you cried, G- just like Jesus wept. He was saddened by something, so he wept. And the fact is written on that page is a confession. So whenever it comes to you saying, "I went to my parents and I let it all out," you confessed, and look at David; he's healed. We always want to say, "Hold on," we always want to do because I knew you're about to say something. No, we always no, okay 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 we always want to say like we always want to be like, okay, here's the before and after right and we can always we we don't always have the tools to go back and backtrack but I can promise you that day David confessed is the day and was healed was the day he was able to walk in his healing and really receive what God has for him because when was that David?
1: it was a little bit before I rededicated my life to Christ. And when was that? Probably about a few weeks after that.
0: I mean no, I mean, I mean <laughs> like uh, the time So the time frame
1: <laughs> It was legitimately last year in August. August twelfth is the birthday. And
0: no way. No yeah. way. Yeah. You know what? I gave rededicated my life to Christ in August too.
1: What? Yes. I didn't actually rededicate in August. That's just my birthday when I cried.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: But I believe it well, was I- like a month and a half after that
0: around that time Mm -hmm. and i remember joe was like oh i felt something weird around that time and he was like i just felt like something changing in the atmosphere so people whenever you surrender and really 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 say god i want you in my life and i want you in every single area even if you're struggling to put it in today and tomorrow put it in the day after that Mm mm-hmm even when you're doing this, if you're really doing this, those things are fruitful. You know, you know that because God is in the midst of those things, you're walking in your healing now. It's time for you to walk in your healing. It's been set out for you. It's time for you to go get it. Freedom. You can choose to be free. You can choose to get it.
1: Jesus has come to set the captives free. We were bond we were bonded to sin and he let us out. You just have to take him up on his offer. But what I what I immediately thought of as well was I know I'm gonna keep on reference to Luke chapter twelve because I'm I'm studying it. So <laughs> I know he's talking to the Pharisees here, but this this still because I also have another story that also reverts back to the porn thing, but I will get back to that in a second. So, Luke chapter twelve, verse two, it's talking about the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. You know, the uh, hypocrisy is eleven of the Pharisees, but in chapter two, I love these verses, but they used to scare me because I knew I had something to hide. Mm, 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 mm. Scrumdiddlyumptious. It says. <laughs> Nothing is so closely covered up that it will not be revealed or hidden that it will not be known. Whatever you have spoken in the darkness shall be heard and listened to in the light and what you have whispered in people's ear and behind closed doors will be proclaimed upon the housetops. So, in, in, in that way that it is saying Whatever you're doing in darkness that you know you're doing in darkness will be exposed in the light. It is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It, is a, it is a very good thing because mm-hmm. I I will say this. I read this verse and you remember how I said I knew I had something to hide. Um, I read this verse after I had given my life to Christ the first time Um, before the debauchery arc a few months after that, I was still very much struggling with porn. I'm talking about like a few times a day. Um, I got tired of it. And so I read that verse and I was like, oh, well, if God finna expose me on a gram, I'm finna go on fess up, buddy. So, <laughs> I told <laughs> my mom and my dad were on the couch and when I tell you the enemy was telling me they're gonna hate you, they're gonna think you're disgusting, they're gonna think about this, that and the other. Dude, that walk from my room all the way downstairs and all the way down the hall into the living room was like, like, you know those scenes in the movies whenever they walk through a door and the door is opened up to complete dark abyss. And as you walk around, everything feels like it's getting morphed and you're walking to an eternal darkness. That is how I felt. And he's just trying to drag me back into the room and be like, go for one more meat beat session. And I'm like, I am so tired of you. So I, I went to my parents. Oh, wait, what'd you say?
0: I was just repeating what you said. I'm so tired of you.
1: Mm -hmm. And I went and told my parents I was met with love. Amen. They they were like, how long have you been dealing with this? I said, like a few years. And when I tell you, they were like, thank you for telling us. And, you know, now, now I'll be fixing, now I'll be fixing, now I'll be fixing it. And we can pray about it. And they prayed for me and I felt a release. And, I'm not going to lie, even though they had prayed for me, I, I ended up falling back. Um, had to walk but it was definitely necessary in realizing, what was it, James chapter 5, um, mm-hmm. that if you just really confess it, like you said, if you confess to one another your sins, so that you may be healed or confess to one another, whatever you're dealing with, it will be healed and i don't remember what verse in matthew but when two or more come in agreement um i forget the rest of the words dang let me google it unless you know it um
0: i oh it's man I you got in the name of jesus hold up <laughs> that being said in my head so quick
1: i'm saying uh, i, I, I got good. it i got it it's uh matthew 18 and 19. I'm at Matthew 18, mm-hmm. verse 19 through 20. It says, again, truly I tell you. And we know, again, truly I tell you, is coming from the mouth of Jesus. So this is in red.
0: <laughs> it's in red.
1: <laughs> if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two, two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. And when I tell you that, like you just said that in community there's healing ah it is so true it well that's so what true. the
0: whole chapter is about mm-hmm.
1: let's
0: pull up let's pull up let's pull up chapter james five it, the, the title of the chapter for me is effective prayer
1: let me go grab this king james version because i'm reading off of this bible like i know where everything's at let me i'm gonna be right back <laughs>
0: I don't even know if this thing is still recording, but if it is, gang, I love you. Love you all. Kisses. To your forehead bone.
1: To your forehead bone is crazy. Yep, I heard all oh, of
0: that. Yep. Oh, <laughs> was it still recording?
1: Absolutely. It's still recording, bro. It don't stop until it's done. <laughs> I wasn't
0: sure. I wasn't sure how the setup works too much. But I
1: was like, to your <laughs> I, I. I don't know if this thing is still recording, but... I just to no, know I love you all. Kisses on the forehead bone. Crazy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. They're tuning in to the word of reason pod. I'm giving them a big old hug through the screen. I'm forehead kiss. Give you a forehead kiss. I'm a very affectionate individual. So I remember asking David, I said, I asked him today, I said, David, can I hug you? And usually David would answer. And hold on. Usually David would have answered and like, Bro, what? And he would have made like some weird face and be like, ah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this one was like the only way I can hug you is virtually. I was like, ah, "Thanks God! Wow, you're really gonna work in our friendship."
1: You know, it took a lot I of strength just... to say that.
0: Really, <laughs> you did so good. You did great.
1: Thank good job. Because I was looking yeah. at, I'm like, "How in the world is it going to be physical?" <laughs> I was like, "How can I potentially do so? like a FaceTime hug? Is that is that what you're talking uh, about?" I was like, sign up getting well. You're still at work right now.
0: You're so funny. I would have given you a hug over the FaceTime. I definitely, I hug Joe through Joe and I are long distance, so I hug him through FaceTime all the
1: time. I would have hung up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding.
0: I well, no, you're so funny about that because most of my friends are like not affectionate. Like I have another friend. I love her to pieces and I kiss her through the phone and she dodges them. Mm. Like she's like, She's fighting demons, like she not this. Stuff. Like she's in Demon Slayer herself. I
1: was That's like, wow, wow, that is wild. Yeah, I was like wow. Okay,
0: and then every once in a while, I trick her whenever her internet's bad, so she's lagging. So I know I get multiple out of it. Uh, that is wow. <laughs> <laughs> that has oh. gotta
1: be virtual harassment, bro.
0: Be- <laughs> Harizment is Got that wrist to
1: it? Got no, let me
0: stop. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, James 5 affected prayer. Mm-hmm. And it really reads Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing with the oil in the name of the Lord. That's what happened to you, David. Because mm-hmm. they were the elders of your house.
3: Mm.
0: Another role. Another role. <clears throat> the prayer. For- Save the sick person and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Elijah was a human being as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave gave rain and the land produced its fruits. My brothers and sisters, if any among you strays from the truth when someone turns his back, let the person know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. That's what chapter five is on. Mm-hmm. Chapter five is at least part 13 through 13 through 20. Mm-hmm. That's what it's on. It's about praying for one another and, and finding God and allowing God to work through the community. That's like what it's about. And in order to do that, we have to be open to receive.
1: Yeah. And
0: we can backtrack through all of these different things and still understand that while we are trying to, and this goes back to the season of singleness, while you're trying to um, understand, comprehend, learn, you're going to need a brother or sister in Christ. Yes. You're going to need them. And you can't say no to them because if God has them for you, you need to receive them because they're they're probably some bomb people. He's made them to be that way. Mm -hmm. Like just like I said at the beginning, like there's no part of David that I'm like I I love this part of you, and love is an action, it's a choice. So even when David is talking about things that he may have did in his past that he's not proud of, I'd still go back and hug that David straight up, big strong hug. No, I'm so for real because I like literally can imagine myself doing it. I'd hug little David. I'd hug this David. I'd hug David in the future. I'd hug David whenever he was in the midst of battling pornography and masturbation or whatever else was going on. I'd hug that David the same and tell him how gorgeous he is and how much he is loved by the Lord. And how can I pray for this David?
1: Man, I tell you That's then, the- that That would have murked me spiritually. <laughs> what a boat of power to me!
0: Power prayer is powerful.
1: The prayer of a righteous of person is effective.
0: Yeah, very. You need it. You absolutely need it. You need it, and you need the community. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: man,
0: <laughs> what you <huh>? think? <laughs> I'm thinking
1: about how how much was covered. And i'm thinking if there was anything that was missed but i feel like there wasn't anything missed it was all addressed and it was all connected (laughs) that was what was a little more surprising as well was that it legit connected from all points
0: yeah i think i was honestly i was like oh i don't want to be on here rambling but i was
1: i'm not gonna lie to hold you accountable to what we talked about yesterday you are doing phenomenal. Oh, thank you. And I mean that so sincerely. I'm not just on here lying and talking about some, yeah, Jess, you're doing great. And then we get off and be like, if you cut me off one more time, you're done. <laughs> 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 I'm not, not going to. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that's what my was on today is that real relationships are the best relationships. Yeah. And I was like being like, okay, that's what God, like, you know, that's what you want me to keep in mind. Is because David and I have a genuine, real relationship because we did not stop at just the things that were hard for us. We pushed through them and went um, through them, and about them. So now we have genuine intimacy in our friendship. That's a real relationship.
1: When I tell you to to the guys out there who feel like uh, maybe maybe you want to um, be friends with a girl and you just cannot trust yourself because my dad also made this point as well Um, is that if you know you're struggling with your self-control take that time because that that right there is genuinely excusable if you do not trust yourself you've acknowledged the problem now let's work on it now that person doesn't have to be with you but can help you from a distance um, it doesn't mean like I have to sit in my room and go through, you know, isolation in a straitjacket for the next month to make sure, you know, you never think of another woman like that way ever again. It's you need to also take time for yourself to recuperate, find out what yeah. the triggers are, find out where the issues are, and most importantly, find out where it came from that is something yeah. that we have got to take the time to do because we feel like our past goes away once we come to christ yes we're forgiven of our past and we're cleansed and we still have to find out things that we did that we may be carrying over in our walk now um, right because we
0: no
1: that's okay. mm-hmm. go ahead yeah. so, oh my bad no no, no you're
0: good, good. so <laughs> oh, good jessica and then it was like oh <laughs> Like, Oops. That times, yeah, right? nah, if but... anybody i struggle with cutting people off and being an active listener mm-hmm. and i also feel like i ramble too much sometimes i honestly have at the best but yeah i'm working on it my that's that's another thing is like you can't function out of the past and you also need to understand where these things come from just like you were saying mm-hmm. so i understand where these things come from and my friends are helping me walk through healing in those areas mm-hmm. but Bom- community and back to what you were saying don't what we were talking about. Don't apply worldly outcomes to godly people. You are now godly, you are now godly, and I think that was what I said to you, David. Was like walking it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's it's not. And if there comes times where you're like, you feel like, okay, I don't have good self control right now, yeah, maybe not in that situation, yeah, no, don't like push yourself to the point of sin, yeah, don't right. Force it. Yeah, but is it bad to be honest with them? Because mm-hmm. I think, because just like I said, there's no parts of David that I don't love. And I remember watching the videos that you were talking about on TikTok, David, and I remember specifically you had said, oh, my family's coming up this. I remember you specifically saying that the enemy may try to tempt you and say, okay, you want to steal this, girl away da, da da and i don't know who he was talking about but you were just talking about in general mm-hmm. and you were like but that's not what you want to do you want this you desire this so don't let the enemy twist your desire mm-hmm. so you may think okay i have a lack of self-control and you may honestly really have a lack of self-control and if you communicate through that and and you allow that person to get curious with you they may be able to love you or no they're most likely if they're sent by god they're going to be able to love you through that and walk in that healing process with you and that's a that's a very honorable place to like honorable position to be put in by the lord above
1: mm-hmm. essentially saying get somebody just like jessica to keep you accountable <laughs> keep
0: and get like david to be your bestie and play overcook with you
1: don't even talk keep about you over. Your- but you don't never play no blick block
0: <laughs> what, what knows what block is, it's Roblox This man has a I don't want to say unhealthy obsession it's, And it's become, less <laughs> a,
1: it's become a lot less unhealthy I play it like once every two weeks I'm busy
0: <laughs> He's busy He's busy now Thank you lord <laughs>
1: <he's busy
0: now. laughs>
1: I forgot about the work I had to do after this bro Don't worry about it We'll, we'll worry about it next month <laughs> The What? We will. Uh, I'm gonna take a hiatus. I'm going on vacation for like three weeks. No, so <laughs> we'll be all right.
0: <clears throat> wait, wait, what are you talking about right now? I'm, I'm lost. Talking
1: about the workload. I'm talking about. Oof! It's it's, it's fine. You like some help. To be honest, not necessarily. No, because it's it, it's editing.
0: <clears throat> ah, oof! I don't know about that. <clears throat> no. <laughs> Now I could, you know, you did. David taught me how to do clips. I
1: did. So you did clips. That's exactly what I'm working on.
0: That was one of our first bonding moments.
1: Oh, yeah, it was.
0: Yeah, because you were like proud dad moment. I was like, I love this guy.
1: I did say that. Yeah. I was like,
0: oh, because you remind me of home.
1: Of home? Oh, Uh, yeah. Like the movie? Remind me of home. No, God. Oh oh oh!
0: Yeah, genuine. I think I find people most pleasing to me and and edifying in our conversations and fruitful to my life. In addition to it, is when they are reminders of God.
1: Mm. That is an extremely large compliment. I'm finna start yeah. nay naying. I'm finna hit the whip.
0: Ah, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah, those are the most pleasing people. Oh my god! I think gosh. that's how I knew. I knew Joe was, that's how I knew Joe was like one of those ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what he was. I didn't know who he was. I, didn't know, who he was, I didn't know who he was supposed to be, but I was like, nah, this man is straight from the Lord. I was like, puh, this man is warm in spirit. What's going on here? So it's one of those things where it's like, I just genuinely love you because you remind me of home. You remind me of my father.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How can I not love you?
1: I, I, ha, that, that's got me all smiley because I'm like...
0: <laughs> when
1: you see, actually, I was like, oh, here it goes. Here we go. Gotta sit through
0: this. Here goes that whip. Let me pull out that verse. So <laughs> Jesus wept and David it.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm on my way. I'm on my way.
0: Well, thank yeah. you, David, for inviting me to the pod thank ah, you no for following the holy Spirit. i appreciate it
1: Ugh, i'm not gonna lie when that idea came to my head it wasn't even like one of those where i was just kind of like oh is that you holy spirit i said done
0: did i talk it? did i speak about it first
1: oh about coming onto the podcast
0: yeah did i tell you
1: Mm-mm. you told me after oh,
0: I. oh i waited to tell you after yeah i waited for that confirmation I'd be waiting for that confirmation. I remember you asked me that question. You were like, Jessica, on the side. What did you do before you knew that Joe was your covenant spouse? Mm. I said, Bro, I hated I waited. I went and I prayed. I didn't even pray out loud, y'all. I like didn't. I I mm-mm. I was like in my head, like, Lord, this man is cute, but he also, man, I've never heard anybody talk about you, God, the way he talks about you. Mm. So, Father, your will be done, and uh, your will be done, Lord. If this is not mine, I appreciate you because I know you have something way better. But I was like, man, if it's not, Joe, I mean, this person is out of the world. Like, I was just like, I was like, yo, I was like, this, like, God's goodness is above our own. So I was like, if I'm sitting over here like, oh, no, I kind of like him, and he seems like a really good husband. Now, mind you, I was not underneath that function of, like, understanding that, like, God had replaced my heart with a heart like his own. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like thinking, oh, my version of goodness isn't up to par with God's. And God was like, no, I place this. I place this. This is the standard, like he's meeting it. That's why you feel like this. And I was like, really? So hype. Just wait. Yeah, I waited. <laughs> I waited. I waited. And I dreaded. <laughs> I'm waiting.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, bro. Cause uh crazy. No, I'm waiting.
0: <sighs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you're waiting. Amen. Amen. Don't say that too loud.
1: Don't say that too loud. <laughs> you know what
0: i mean? yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that Roman. <laughs> oh. No, I absolutely loved being here today and I'm just very, very thankful that we were able to experience this. I'm usually behind the scenes. I'm usually, like, if you're ever like, oh, what is this person doing? I'm usually like, hey, can I help you? But what, because I just heard, Oh my gosh.
1: My eardrum fell out.
0: (laughs) That was my husband, y'all. That was my husband. He said, bling, bling, bling. It's time to wrap it up.
1: He said, come Um, on, yo. That's confirmation.
0: (laughs) I'm just very, very thankful that I was given the opportunity by the Lord above and that he thought about me for this specific talk. Hopefully, no, hopefully, I know that this is gonna touch somebody's heart because these words and this wisdom is not our own, but the father's above. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thankful to be able to be here and to connect with my friend
1: David. Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: I'm native in the name
0: right of the right? Lord.
1: In the name of Jesus?
0: To the Lord? Oh yes. Yes, right. indeed.
1: I'm you're so... my best friend. Thank you. You are my best friend, honestly
0: yeah oh, i love you there,
1: man love it's so
0: it's so good to have good friends it's so good to have good friends and it's like completely 110 platonic and just safe and healthy yeah. that's what you can do when you're functioning like in the lord's will and it's so amazing so amazing yeah.
1: i'll be honest y'all before we wrap it up i will say this it, t- it takes i'm not gonna lie being on the side where you have to learn how to love and, and love platonically you're gonna have to to, to learn to be honest too be honest when you're uncomfortable. Be honest when you're like, It hurt to say that, but I'm gonna be honest. You know oh saying? yeah. Like Oh yeah. Yeah. You might struggle with the few I loves you. Use. You might be able you might struggle with a few compliments because you're like, don't compliment me. <laughs> but it's just like, bro, compliments are normal. Yeah. You can compliment somebody without being flirtive. Flirtative. Mm-hmm. And
0: <laughs> flirtative? flirtative.
1: <laughs> I'm adding that to Webster's dictionary next week. He
0: could have just use flirtatious.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot that was a word. Flirtatious. <laughs> I knew
0: that you forgot that was a word. That's all i
1: Flirt to do. Oh my gosh, but I I do want to say thank you so much for having the time to come out here on this pod I and so <laughs> having a very fruitful and productive conversation. I knew it was going to be a blessed conversation, and I knew you were going to do fine too. I knew you're going to do okay. <laughs> oof oof
0: yeah i'm i most definitely was relying completely and totally on the lord not even by my own strength mm. wait what's that song not by my, you know what i'm saying not wait. by spirit by his spirit god by your... you know what i'm talking yeah, about
1: yeah, I'm singing yeah, on- yeah 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 i, I know that song but yeah. i
0: was gonna sing on the pod i literally said that and i'm here singing so
1: bro i am obviously i'm so petrified to sing because it's like i can sing but i <gasps> i cannot sing no no no, no when I say I can sing, I'm not in tone, but I can sing. I'll oh, absolutely! I like, hit like a few he notes sang- and then it'll dip off.
0: He said, "Make a joyful noise." He didn't say what type of joyful noise I had to make.
1: You know that's true, and I'd be making them joyful noises in the in the prayer closet. So you know he hear it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the shower in the bathroom,
2: mm-hmm.
0: singing up to him. What Thank you, the- Lord, for my water my soap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
0: like, what? That's <laughs> <wild>. <laughs> oh, what were you saying that you were saying um that it takes time? Joe oh. and I were friends before you already know how strict I was in myself mm. when Joe and I were friends. I was literally, he and I both were strict. But I think that's important to know whenever you said that, allow God to set his desires and make his desires known with each relationship you're in. Because yes. a lot of this is just platonic, and so you don't want to ruin your friendships. So if you allow him to set the desires, eventually Joe and I did come together. But we started out the way God wanted it to be started out. And we started out respecting our Father above, and that's the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I like this person on my shirt, if they like me, Da-da-da-da. Allow God to be like, yes, pursue, no, pursue. Yeah. That was, sad. like, that's what everybody do.
1: Definitely pray that tough prayer. It works.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 scrumpily just that prayer
1: <laughs> it's
0: good though. some people think it's like bad they're like oh it's like now nah, you knew you were supposed to be letting go of him <laughs> now <laughs> you, <knew." laughs> you knew. if you feel bad about that prayer like I don't want to let go I don't want to lose him. you're already in the wrong heart posture bud you gotta go back you gotta I'm start saying, over bro.
1: cause you gotta be able to you know what I'm saying maybe throw somebody on a curve for the load you know what I'm saying
0: Let's, oh you have to be ready at any time you have to be ready at any time. Be like, yeah. mm, God, you want them out? All right. <clears throat> God bless you. I love you. And
1: I'm not interested in this relationship anymore. I'm going to uh, Bojangles. I'm not, I'm not I'm not taking you with me, bro. I'll drop you off a chicken Bo- strip in the mail.
0: <sighs> you got to be cold hearted towards them.
1: I'll put an I love chicken. you note on there.
0: I love you note? You can bigger more than a chicken strip. Two fries. This man said two fries. Do you know I've never had Bojangles before?
1: You know, I just had, like, one piece of, like, a shrimp, like, a few days ago. And I cannot tell you that when I get paid from this job, I am grabbing me a twenty-five piece. Like, dude, when I tell you I'm finna screw up some Bojangles so bad, dude.
0: <laughs> Even though you know how fast food will be messing with your
1: stomach, dude, I'm not gonna lie. Burger King had me on them dog on the dog on the toilet. Hershey squirting. I am not eating no fast food burgers no more. I might eat some fried chicken. That probably won't screw me up that bad. But I I cannot rock with fast food. I need to cook my meals. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, yeah. most the? I I'm in the same boat though, because I'm like, oh, I have my own personal goals and stuff like that. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm totally. I don't
1: know if what well, you're probably gonna cut the rest of this end of this out. But. Oh no, this is definitely going in. We ain't even did the outro
0: yet. We're not- <laughs> yeah, you can't cut it out just a little bit. You
1: know what i mean? Nah, we can. I'm gonna do this. Thank y'all so much for coming to the podcast, and again, thank you Jess, for coming out here and and talking a whole bunch of different topics with me. And I believe it's gonna be a blessing for an abundance of people. And even if it does touch just one heart, that's one heart that can touch plenty of others. Um, so thank you again for coming out, and uh, thank you guys so much for watching. I I meant you can't watch it. There's no video podcast for the for the duos yet. Not until we can start flying people out. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Wait, wait, what'd you say? That's, That's gonna happen soon. Ugh. Ugh, it show is, <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm gonna see y'all in the next one. Peace. I put my whole bottom lip into that. <laughs>